Hey sister, welcome to season four of the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I'm Cassie, a sorority advocate and community enthusiast. After spending the last eight years traveling the country to experience sorority with sisters like you on your campuses and at your conferences, I started this podcast and her sorority journey to help you navigate the various seasons that sorority has to offer. From finding your place in sisterhood to running for officer positions, all the way to preparing for your career after graduation, This podcast is your guide on how to get the most out of your sorority and apply it to your goals in college. Thanks for inviting me along on your journey. Vic, welcome to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I have loved getting to know you over the past couple of years through our mutual friend, your advisor, <laughs> Miss Allison, um, who was my advisor. So I feel like beyond yeah. both being Sigma Kappas, we have that like special bond of both being advised by the Allison Burke. Um, but I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your sorority journey as we get started. Yeah, of course. It's actually Allison's birthday today. I don't know today, if you knew that. Yes, today is Allison's birthday. Well, happy birthday. It's actually funny you say that because I was thinking about that a couple days ago. Uh, did I miss Allison's birthday? And it was like, no, you've got two days. So Allison, if you're listening, <laughs> happy, well, by the time this airs, happy belated yeah. birthday. We love you, <laughs> sister. Uh, all right, Vic, tell us about you. Yes. Okay. So my name is Victoria, but I go by Vic uh, or Victoria, whatever. But I'm a junior at the University of Rhode Island. I don't know how much you want me to tell about myself, but I'm a sister of Sigma Kappa. I joined fall of 2020, so my freshman, my first year. Um, I've been on, I lived in my chapter house last year, and I live with all Sigma Kappa girls now. I've been on Panhel for, this will be my third year, this upcoming year. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so why did you why did you want to get on Panhellenic three years ago? So I'm a nursing ma- I'm a nursing and Spanish major, which is like a good like group thing. But I knew that kind of coming into college, I needed to have a, an outlet besides just nursing because I think like I don't know you can do whatever you want with nursing. So I wanted to like get involved, and then in my chapter, I just I don't know I loved. The environment I loved going through the recruitment process and kind of the values of being bigger than just your chapter. Yeah. So when I I when I joined, I kind of I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I was like, oh, I love my chapter. I want to represent it. And then I could not have been happier. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy about when you joined? I think we were all in fall of 2020, trying to find some way in our sphere of life whether we were in college, in high school, uh, graduated from college, trying to find a connection to something greater than ourselves, when we felt so disconnected from so many people. What was it like trying to be a part of something bigger than yourself virtually? Well, to go back to like before recruitment, I remember doing your little workshop. Yeah, the Hearst Journey course. Yeah. Yes. Going into recruitment, I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is more than just joining a chapter. So I had like, literally everything virtual all recruitment my big little virtual like that whole thing so when I saw the panel application I was like well I know it'll be virtual but I met as well I kind of was just going into like wanting to get involved and I've always kind of like been like that in high school but I felt like panel was a good way to like 
see something different I guess mm-hmm. yeah I love that that's cool how you were wanting to see something different and still took advantage of that opportunity even though you knew it was gonna look different everything looked different about mm-hmm. life then um so you're a junior now right yes mm-hmm. Jess ran for your third year on the panel like executive board and what did you mm-hmm. get elected into Yes. So for the upcoming year, I'll be the next Panhellenic president, which I'm pretty excited about. Which is so exciting. I remember you telling me at NGLA last year that you thought you were going to want to run this year. Uh, So it's so cool to see that come through to fruition. Uh, The funny thing about officer transitions when they happen with the academic year instead of the calendar year is that you are also coming to an end of, I mean, many of your sisters on Panhellenic that you serve with this year yeah. are going to graduate, right? Maybe mm-hmm. some of your friends in the chapter. Um, and there's also just like the symbolic like end of this season before everyone goes on summer break, comes back for recruitment. How are you feeling about all that transition that's coming or even just these final few weeks of the semester? Yeah, it's all, I guess it kind of like sprung up on me a little bit. Being a nursing major, I have like kind of exit exams that I have to pass and they're like this Friday and next Friday so those have been like looming in my head I guess but then I don't know having like the panel um coming to an end we have so many seniors that I've known like for the past two years yeah. leaving graduating um all like the members of my chapter we have I think 60 seniors this year oh which is gosh. like a really strong retention rate so like they're all leaving and they were kind of the first phases that I knew coming into it so it's like bittersweet but there's so much going on that like I definitely haven't processed everyone all leaving yeah do you notice as like a semester or a term comes to an end like a sense of like disconnect because there are disconnect from sorority because there are so many like conflicting priorities from graduation to thinking about what you're gonna do this summer internships jobs do you sense that at all um I think to an extent but we just wrapped up our Greek week like two I think two and a half three weeks ago and that brings the whole community together we fundraised um $195,000 like just in that past week so I think like having an event every night and having all of our chapter members be involved that kind of like built the morale up because all semester long we've been like all working together and practicing for like lip sync and greek sync so I think like building it all up that was kind of like the peak of it totally so I don't know if it's like people are leaving or getting like more distant, but I think everyone's wanting to savor the time together because we just had this whole big week. Totally. And I think when you have like a big peak event like that, there's no way to like, and there's no expectation even to like sustain that level of involvement. Like having an event Mm -hmm. every night for the last four weeks of the semester is psychotic, right? Like you can't, (laughs) you can't sustain that, right? Um, that's a week and it comes and goes and we have this closeness but then I know sometimes like this happens with recruitment too that with how busy things can get everybody kind of like detracts or like takes a step back they like want to spend time with the people who mean a lot to them but from like the institution of sorority at large it can be hard to stay connected to after giving so much it sounds like Mm -hmm. your community isn't struggling with that as much why do you think it matters for your members to stay invested in those relationships throughout the end of the semester um I think that I feel like for my community like we have our recruitment is so big in the fall and then I think the 
our like worst part is right after winter break mm. it's what I and then I think it kind of like builds up and then I know that's like when people like have we have new elections so everyone's kind of getting into the swing of things in January February March it seems good and then like April strong and then we kind of are like dwindling off but I think in our community we have um uh, we have I don't know there's like about 3,500 people in our like at URI's Greek life so I think that because there's so many there's Greek life people everywhere you go yeah so there's never like a like a loss in a sense because there's literally always something going on totally how do you personally stay motivated and connected to your sisterhood both the Panhellenic sisterhood and your chapters events and things you have going on when I'm sure you still have like all these like conflicting priorities or uh focuses as you're coming to the end of the semester even just like with elections right that's like conflicting priorities sometimes yeah I think that I don't like have one priority all the time I think it is always changing and I think that's kind of why I can balance it all because every week brings a different task and a different thing I need to do so if one week I have like like I don't know a big sigma kappa week like that's where my head's at that's my priority or if it's greek week or elections or like tonight we have a banquet like that's where my head's at but if I have like something nursing wise going on or like something else in school like I kind of shift my priorities when I need it and I think it like keeps me motivated to not get in the same cycle yeah I think I think getting in the same cycle like you just said is where some of our sisters get stuck and feeling like well, I have to give, or the expectation is that I give this much every week all the time when right. even outside of sorority, our priorities have to shift, right? Like sometimes we have to go home and be with family in, in certain uh, seasons with different crises or celebrations. And same thing goes with like a job or an internship. They might like demand more of us a big week. And I really feel like I really like what you said about allowing your priorities to shift and change from week to week to just better reflect where, like what needs your time and energy the most in that time. Mm -hmm. And I think you like, yes, you can give a hundred percent in everything that you do. And I think learning how to say no when you can't is really important because then like you at your best is what people expect of you, not you like not being able to be present and be there. I think it, definitely took a while for me to learn but being able to say no or to delegate so that way when you are there you give your 100 percent I also think that helps yeah being true to your word is such an underrated (laughs) character trait you know like I think we have so much more like trust and connection with people who we know will follow through on the things that they say they'll do if that's like staying like fully invested in their sorority membership, like through the end of the semester or, uh, or being like a great group project member, you know, whatever, like kinds Mm -hmm. of commitments you make, being able to fulfill them really well is so important. Do you have any tips for sisters who are saying like, I want to be a sister who's true to my word and who, who, when, who, when my chapter hosts these events or makes these commitments to even like organizations larger than ourselves, if it's charitable or other groups on campus I want to be like true to my word as a member of this organization to support that but just feel really conflicted and disconnected right now what tips would you have for them to 
stay connected to their membership and really end the semester strong? I would say like finding your people because my chapter has, I think a little under or over 200. I'm not exactly sure of the number, but we have like such a large group. And I mean, there were a ton of girls in my pledge class and like spring and fall. And I think like knowing who your people are and being able to rely on them, like we obviously are all in the same chapter. So everyone's friends, but kind of having like your like, like your person, your support system. So when you go to an event, you can like be there with someone and say you not like are double dipping, but like if your best friend is like in your chapter and you like want to spend time with them, like, why don't we go do this together? Or like, oh, we have a sisterhood event. It's not mandatory, but I wanted to catch up with you. So let's go do it together. Let's carpool. It's like, like kind of like putting it all together. Cause that's like, not what it's about, but I mean, like kind of. I don't think that's like, I don't think that's like cheating at all. I think that's like (laughs) sorority done well, right. Is when we find, and I, I recommend this to leaders all the time of if you want to host this kind of program with this kind of outcome like what would it look like to host those kinds of things that you might uh originally look at as two separate events or two separate um dates times expectations participation attendance Mm -hmm. items what if you combine them right and we like incorporate sisterhood into a recruitment workshop to end out the semester right or part of our like alumni transition time is also a professional development workshop right for the entire chapter like what was it what would it look like to actually combine these things um that's the advice I give to my leaders a lot of time but as members like that's so valuable too right like sorority creates all this space and opportunity for you to really tap into personal and professional growth tools and resources things that you're already going to need for whatever job you're looking for this summer or after graduation and you probably want to spend time with your friends before you all go your separate ways what would it look like just to say like hey sister we said we were gonna do coffee this week or we said we're gonna do dinner do you want to like stop by this favorite restaurant on our way to this philanthropy event I think that's such a great way to do it because you're optimizing your time really well in a time that you're really busy and accomplishing Mm -hmm. the things that matter the most to you Right. Or even like, I have like one of my friends, every, we have chapter Wednesday nights, every Wednesday she'll text me, see what chapter. And it's like, Mm. not that like, it's just a good reminder. So I think if you don't have that friend, be that friend, like have someone who kind of like keeps you going, keeps you motivated. Or like last night I texted one of my littles. I have two. They both live in our house. I was like, what's for dinner? Like I was, I was hungry and didn't pack dinner, but I still wanted to see her. So kind of like, using everything to our advantage in a sense Mm. yeah absolutely well and I think that's so cool because it doesn't require a lot of us it doesn't ask us even to like make any more time in our schedule just to text a sister and be like hey I'll see you at this thing that we both have this common commitment for right like yeah hey this is a thing that we're are already doing but I just want you to know I'm excited to see you there so if there was any like tinge of I'm gonna try to get an excuse tonight or Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are things that we just have to get excused for, right? There are things that come right. up that we just need to not be there. But for the majority, it's so helpful for us to know that what we're showing up to, we're going to be appreciated that we're there and like really valued when we get there. So a little bigger than a sister sense, having been a, a veteran leader in your community, 
What tips do you have for leaders to create an experience that members actually want to stay involved in through the end of the semester and going into the summer before recruitment? Yeah, my biggest, I don't know if this answers your question exactly, but my biggest piece of advice that one of my friends told me that I will like give to everyone truly live by is be where your feet are. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. I haven't actually. Like about you're in this situation, you're here now, be there, be present there. And I know there's, it's really easy to get distracted by other things going on. And as leaders, we're kind of like, not have to put up a front, but need to be there for everyone else. So if you're consciously present of where you are in the moment, I think that definitely like helps lead by example. Yeah. I think for leaders too, there are, we have so much, y'all have so much more influence than you realize, right? For our leaders listening, you should know that people are paying attention to the things that you show up to, the way you present yourself. Not saying you have to like come all dolled up, right? But like the way like you're emotionally present in Mm -hmm. the situation, like being where your feet are. Are you scrolling on your phone the whole time you're there? You like showed up, but are you engaged? Actually there, yeah. Are you actually like asking, um, maybe you're like hosting an event for the community. Are you like asking community members if they're enjoying themselves, if you can like get them anything, right? Are you, and I think that also comes with like, not only owning your role because you, odds are at a recruitment event, you are not, if you're a vice president of recruitment and at a recruitment event, you're not scrolling on your phone, right? You're not (laughs) sitting in the back, right? You're running the show because you have ownership of that sphere of the chapter. I think if all of our leaders approached events that they weren't owning like they owned them, right? Not overstepping the leader who's in charge, but showing up in such a way that an outsider would be like, oh yeah, she was an integral part of planning this, or she takes a lot of pride in this. Even when it's not hers to own, we would have such a more rewarding experience as leaders at events that aren't ours, right? Instead of being like (laughs) passively like, supporting by being there but actually like showing up fully I think it makes a whole difference and even we talk a lot about this in some of our chapter engagement work that we that her sorority journey does with leaders and organizations about not just giving opportunities to show up but giving opportunities to be an active contributor to the things that you're doing just makes a big difference Mm -hmm. and I also I talked about this in my president's speech knowing when to step up and lead and knowing when to take a step back like as a leader you don't always have to be the loudest person or the person in the front of the room yeah and I think like there's more to be said from giving others the opportunity in a sense depending on what that is obviously but totally um well that's so good Vic I am so (laughs) I am so thankful that you took the time to like come on and share your experience while you're living it I think sometimes and something I would never want to happen with your sorority journey is just becoming an echo chamber of alumni sharing the things they would wish they would have done differently or reflecting on their experience well I know there's a place for that and I love creating space for alumni to share their experience this is also space for active collegians to share the things that they are learning in real time right with other sisters who could benefit from that a lot so thank you so much for taking the time to share yeah. a little bit of what you're learning in your sorority experience um is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrapped up um any encouragement for our sisters to end the semester strong like keep going keep doing it always do something you want 
for yourself. Like always don't get so wrapped up in the things that you do that you lose sight of who you are. Yeah. Don't get so wrapped up in the things that you do that you lose sight of who you are. That's so good. And I think it like in any season of life, not just collegians, it is so easy to do that in busy transitional seasons. Um, So thanks for sharing that. I can totally tell that you're a new podcast host because of how like excited and prepared you were um, to chat with me. So thanks for taking the time. And do you want to tell us a little bit about this podcast that you just started? Yeah, sure. So I met, um, it's called The Happy Medium. And I am doing it with the former ADPI president at URI. Her name's Madison Christiana. And we don't like know each other too well, but we know each other enough where the second we met, we clicked. Mm -hmm. So I've only been friends with her for like a little over a year now. And we actually met at NGLA. But she is so great. And we talk about finding the balance in life, school, leadership, how to like stay true to who you are and like how everything's a balancing act she was the president of our sororities and ROTC I talk about how like being a nursing major and I am a big runner so like running half marathons like kind of like balancing everything with still like being good and being happy yeah that's so So give it a listen (laughs) yeah and I I always love I always love new podcast recommendations you know like whenever someone goes on a big long road trip and they're like asking for their music and podcast recs. I always love having new podcasts to give. So I can't wait to listen. And I'm just so glad I got to spend this afternoon chatting with a fellow podcast host. So thanks for coming on Vic and sharing a little bit of your sorority journey with us. Thank you so much for having me. However you listen, whether on your walk to class or drive to work, during your workout, or just while you're getting ready in the morning, thank you for tuning in to the Your Sorority Journey podcast today. If you resonated with this episode in any way, it would mean the world if you would tell a friend about it. Either share this episode to your Instagram story, throw the link to listen in your chapter or executive council group chat, or write a review on Apple Podcasts so more sisters can find guidance on their sorority journey just like you did. As always, sister, we are here for you and can't wait to chat again next week.